Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League. Welcome back to another episode of League Castle, episode 21 for season 2022. Uh, a big thank you to all of our business partners who, without whom the show is not possible. Uh, we've got Sharp DS, Central Coast, bringing you all your Central Coast Rugby League updates. Shipley Meets at Rutherford, bringing you all the updates that surround the Hunter Valley Group 21 competition. Beaver Brewery, who support our Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League competitions and uh, are providing the great giveaway that we'll have on tonight's show for the League at Castle Club of the Year. Uh, and, of course, Junkyard Skips, who present to us our Statsman Performers of the Week and were the proud partners of the Statsman's Performers of the Year, which was uh, awarded last week. Uh, the winners obviously being Matt Sopalawla of the Maitland Pickers and Cameron Spider Anderson from the Central Newcastle Butcher Boys. So congratulations again to both of those guys and a big thank you to our four partner businesses. Uh, we look forward to uh, continued relationships with them into 2023 and uh, welcoming uh, on board and back on board some other partners, hopefully alongside them so that we can continue to give back to the local competition and local football community. Speaking of giving back, we will have our Instagram giveaway that we'll detail today that will go up in the week ahead. Uh, we'll talk about that when we get Josh Spiegelman, my co-host, on to pull apart the Junkyard Skip Statsman Performers of the Week from Week 1 of the Denton Engineering Cup semi-finals. Uh, we're also going to be joined by uh, Sean Rabs-Johnson from the University Club and the uh, steak sandwich connoisseur of Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League. He's uh, going to help me in the judging and awarding of that Club of the Year brought to us by Beaver Brewery. A lot of really strong contenders there. And we'll also have a quick chat with Royce Jeffrey from the Macquarie Scorpions ahead of their big major semi-final game against the Maitland Pickers up at Maitland Sports Ground this weekend. We'll also have on the back of Royce's interview a chat from the weekend just gone with Stephen Kidd, their coach, uh, around that 36-18 uh, to 18 win that they got over Central Newcastle. But without... Uh, too much further ado, let's uh, kick it off with our, our regular segment, the Statsman's Performers of the Week with Josh Spiegelman. All right, episode 21, getting underway like it has in the majority of our episodes in season 2022. We kick it off with our Statsman extraordinaire, Josh Spiegelman, he is back with all of your stats and numbers. Hey, the crowd's gone oh, wild for you. Look at that. I've, I've pulled it out. Episode 21, we've got a crowd for you. Oh, how good's that, mate? Yeah, good to be back, Chris. Uh, I thought it was bad reception then for a minute, but round of applause is probably well-deserved after the long season it's been. But um, a round of applause to the players who came out on the weekend and gave us two really good and interesting games, lots to talk about from both. and. It was good to catch up with yourself at the first one on Saturday. Yeah, certainly a bit of everything on Saturday, that's for sure. Sunday, I've only managed to take in the highlights. I know you've trawled it as you do for all your stats. And uh, for those following along on our social media channels, they would have seen all of those. Nice Monday release with uh, some of the stats performers, some 
men that tackle themselves to a standstill. Uh, um, we talked about, uh, I've caught up with Royce Jeffrey just after this, which will pop in the show next. And uh, he had a bit of a, a stab at Matt Moon and him taking a rest after all those tackles. But, uh, mate, uh, lots of good performers. Central down on troops after an unfortunate incident that, you know, look, on, on taking it in, I don't think there was any intent behind it, but it didn't look great. And we wish Kyle Kingston all the best with his recovery. Uh, he'll likely be out just due to the concussion protocols. And uh, it's going to be an interesting piece for Central fans to watch this week. But all credit to Macquarie. Central came back at them, but they were good enough to hang on and, and sealed it with... Uh, a late try, mate, which uh, your excellent camera work on the day managed to capture and, and pop up on our story. Yeah, that was a nice try in the corner to Joe there, which uh, I thought a nice moment because he capped that off in the same corner where you sent a nice video at the start of the match when they ran out of Joe getting some, uh, some top quality banter from the sidelines in the same spot. So I'm sure he enjoyed scoring that, that, that uh, final try. Yeah, I'm sure it wouldn't have silenced the central fans. Yeah, they like that little corner and... Uh, they, they will be up and about this week, undoubtedly, when they have their big game. But, mate, uh, as we said, it was uh, Macquarie who at times took on an 11-man central that still found a way across the try line uh, with a send-off and a sin bin. It had a little bit of everything, as we said, but it also had lots of points and lots of stats, mate. So who were your standouts for both sides in a, a 36-18 win for the Scorps? Yeah, we've got a, a few standouts to go to. Obviously, we're not doing points now. The um, stat man of the year has wrapped up. Congratulations to Matt and Spider once again for taking out that joint award with the team of the year set to be announced over the next fortnight or so, um, depending on our little uh, prize coming up uh, for that. So, um, yeah, just some thoughts on this match first, I guess, after you trawling through both teams' stats. Central didn't actually get a um, touch of the ball until the eight-minute mark, which was um, longer than I thought out the game. So that was a... Good start of the match for Scorps there, and they got in, got ahead a little bit, and, and Central were, were you staying in there. But as you mentioned, that that unfortunate send off to uh, Randall Briggs, the second row for Central, really changed the, the the game, I guess, and the landscape of it. And then later on in the match, in the second half, Luke Walsh was in for some um, some back chat. So despite that, Central did manage to lock it up at eighteen all. So we were pretty stunned in the in the stands, weren't we, during that that little phase of play. Yeah, it's a little surprising. I think a lot of people thought they might go away after the halftime break, and especially once Luke got his uh, little rest on the sideline for that uh, ongoing conversation with, with the match officials. But certainly they did not and managed to get across with 11 players, and then once he returned, get across again with 12 to level it up. But the deficit of numbers just told, and uh, Macquarie with those late tries to, to blow it out. Um, and, and, yeah, it was... Uh, an impressive display from a Macquarie side that I think a lot of people probably underrated. I think a lot of people had Central earmarked to go straight through and they'll now have to do it the hard way, but uh, plenty of standout performances undoubtedly on both sides, mate, and uh, you'll have the numbers to back that up. I do indeed, mate. Yeah, that's right. Well done to the Scorps going into a tough, tough place and John to play and getting the win there and some numbers here backed up uh, why they did just that. Um, we start off with the meterage here, some really good meters uh, for some of the Scorps men, headlined by Connor Kirkwood with 171, which topped the game. Um, Malik Dialu was really solid in the second row there with 166. Luke Higgins always makes an appearance in this start with 139. And guest of the podcast this week, Royce Jeffrey, notching 135, best of the Scorps back. So um, those, are, those are some pretty impressive meterages there. And uh, in, the, in the way of tackles, you've got Matt, Matt Moon, who came off the bench there, a game-high 46 tackles at 98%. So uh, not just the count, but the efficiency he did that at. 
And then on the wing, um, Dean Morris with two tries, um, four tackle busts and the two line breaks. He'll be happy with that performance. So those are probably worth shouting out for the Scorps. Yeah, Dean certainly been an able uh, addition and fill-in when they've had players out of action. And uh, you'd likely expect he'll get another run this week with that unfortunate injury to Kyle Kingston. So, mate, uh, they're putting up plenty of numbers, the Scorps. It's going to be a danger game for Maitland. Take them lightly at their peril. But I'm sure it wasn't just Scorps players uh, racking up the numbers, mate. No, it wasn't. It was um, a couple of central boys as well. Uh, I thought Dom Murphy was really strong there in the second row for them with a try, three tackle busts, a line break, 103 metres and 35 tackles. So doing a fair bit on both sides of the ball there. Um, Joey Morris, the guest of the, the last week's podcast, had 35 tackles at 95%. So it's well done in the middle. Um, Tom Madden uh, played bigger minutes for central off the bench because they, they lost junior. Uh, Rasika with a calf or an Achilles injury uh, really early in the game, which also didn't help them, obviously. So Madden, he came off the bench, he scored a try, 28 tackles and 96 metres, um, which was a good effort. And then, of course, Spider always gets a mention, even in a losing side. He had a try with a, a very interesting crash ball play from Spider near the line, which you commented was um, an interesting decision, but it paid dividends and nine tackle busts and two line breaks for Spider too. Yeah, the old surprise play, the fullback taking the crash ball instead of you know, one of their plethora of big men. And as you talked about there, they're going to need to rely on them this week with uh, Junior saying to me, uh, he's definitely done for the year, he thought. Uh, afterwards, it was a, uh, a pop as opposed to just a strain, um, to use his words. And uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, I did say to him, well, that gives him all off-season to uh, come back bigger and better than ever. But uh, he was sort of uh, very coy on that, mate. Uh, hopefully, it's not the last we've seen of Junior. Uh, he's been a great addition to our competition over the last few years. Yeah, he's been great, mate, and um, that's a big loss for the Central. We we did we do talk about their their forward stock depth, so I mean they will be okay, but losing that experience is, is huge, and they might also lose Warren Shillings, the other um, one of the other prop forwards, after a pretty bad lifting tackle at the end of the game. So uh, could be big minutes for Cam King, uh, Woody Baker, and uh, maybe even Lockie Piper comes into the team now, and obviously Tom Madden. So it's a big big week for Central prep coming up. Um, they obviously have a tough opponent in Cessnock. Uh, but before we go on to the Cessnock team, I, I, I forgot to mention Silly, um, Carrot Holland, he, he was probably statistically the Scorps best across the park uh, with three try assists, two line break assists, three offloads, a line break, a try contribution and a line break contribution. So Carrot and Spider, that was a great fullback battle to watch. And um, next week, if Soaps is at fullback or Dan, that's going to be a great battle against Carrot as well. Certainly is, Carrot also six from six from the conversion tee. Not so good from the penalty tee, though. None from two. Uh, <laughs> to bookend the match, I, I believe, if my recollection serves me well, mate. Yeah, I think that's right, mate. Um, yeah, so I'm sure we'll be practising those those kicks. Or oh, I guess, I don't know, six out of eight isn't too bad, is it? Better than Milford. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, uh, you know, it'll get you a gig in a lot of sides at the moment, but... Uh, You'd hate to think that that's what lets you down, but it's not the talking point here. His uh, overall performance was, uh, there was plenty of other talking points out of a thrilling game and uh, both these sides will head into next week, one into do or die, uh, and we'll talk about their opponents next week in a moment while Macquarie will take up the challenge against the minor premiers Maitland, which will be an interesting one uh, up there at Maitland Sports Ground uh, on Sunday while Central will head to host at Townsend Oval in a bizarre sort of twist, but... You don't get two two weeks of finals at home uh, after a loss, so they'll head to Townsend Oval to host the winner from our next game, mate, the elimination semi-final. Uh, now, this one was an interesting one. A lot of people were 
death riding is not quite the word I'm looking for, but riding off um, an injury and suspension riddled Cessnock. They uh, were without their captain and coach, and then they lost Peter Godinay in the fitness test leading into the game. Uh, they were down on numbers. They had a few reshuffles as well. So Josh Charles come back in. Um, we saw Jared Anderson suspended as well. We saw Tyrone Neen move to halfback, which was probably surprising for some, mate, uh, wearing the seven. But it all worked out in the end, and uh, the boot of Sam Clume is a big reason behind it. He managed to get uh, 10 points from his boot as well as getting across for a try, and they won 26-16 Cessnock to bid adieu to the South Newcastle Lions in first grade for season 2022. Yeah, they definitely did, mate. And I dare say that South might um, prep that cricket pitch on Townsend extra hard to Cessnock next week after that um, that game on the weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah, like you said, I think even though we put up the line that Cessnock favourite, we didn't know the suspensions at the time and the outs. So a lot of people that spoke to us later in the week were tipping South to get up uh, over Cessnock, even at Cessnock. So really well done to the Cessnock boys for getting the job done. They're going to be um, take a lot of confidence out of that and then getting all those well, not all, just Harry. Um, back at seven, I think. Um, Jared's out to the grand final, I, I, if I recall correctly. Yeah, that's, um, that's right, so. mate. Well, is there any, I don't know if you've got... I know you've got uh, conversations that go on within the Cessnock camp. Peter, following his fitness test failing last week, is there any chance he may come back into consideration? Do we know? No, sorry. I don't have any, any info on, on, on um, Godinay there. I, I just heard that actually through the commentary just as the match was starting. He failed it in the lead-up to the, the day or two before the match, so... I'm not sure how bad that one is, but hopefully he can make his way back in like Matt Aura did as well for them and strengthen their bench. That's going to be a real, real interesting battle there. Um, Cessnock Central, two, two teams, two really strong teams. And a couple of, couple of highlights from this match for me. Um, fair few players to go through. Uh, we'll, we'll start with the man that you mentioned, the surprise. When, you, when I saw the team list at seven, Tyrone Neen, I, you know, I never trust this in this app. And I thought, oh, what have they done now? They screwed this up with the jersey. Then he ran out. In seven, and he, he filled in really well for, for Harry, I thought. Um, contributing, uh, mixing in well with Sam uh, Clune, that is, who obviously wore number six but played the seven and steered the team around the park. Neen actually had a um, try assist off a kick to start the game, which was, I'm sure, giving him a lot of confidence and also a really strong running game like we know Tyrone has popping up all over the field um, for Cessnock. So uh, credit to him. I'm sure he'll find his way back to uh, probably the centres next week. Um, given his strong performance here. And like you mentioned as well, mate, um, Sam Clune deserved man of the match, steered them around really well, um, had you know hundreds of kick meters, mate. I, it was a dominant kicker. I think he had like 12 compared to anyone else's one or two. Um, and all of those kicks, well, the vast majority, at least 80 to 90% were, were pretty spot on pinning South back or causing trouble for Harry Van Dyle at the back. So um, well done to those two boys in the halves. Yeah, certainly was a good performance for them watching the highlights. It'll be interesting, uh, interesting decision for the coach next week. Uh, does he pick himself in the halves or stick with what's worked already? Um, and certainly, even if he does name himself in the halves, as you'd expect, as you said, reshuffling Tyrone into that back line. You know, Brent Mendyke came in on the wing and was quite strong, as I'm sure you'll, you'll touch on in some of your other numbers. And then you've got Harvey Neville, who's been good for them this year and has even been up in cup as has an Eddie Tour. Josh Charles returning on the wing as well. It's... Um, it's a lot of numbers into, into into only seventeen jerseys, mate. It's going to be. It's, I mean, it's a good problem for Harry Saker to have heading into a, a elimination final. I'd say so, definitely, mate. Yeah, most of those boys you just mentioned had pretty strong games. Um, Mendy actually topped the meterage for both teams at one hundred and ninety-one, which was um, really impressive. Yeah, none of those were from like a you know an eighty-meter run either. They were all um, 10, 12, 
15 meter carries and one thing Stasnock actually did pretty well in this game is getting over that advantage line their average runs per meters well, I won't divulge it on the podcast was was pretty pretty strong pretty high um, won, won the game in that aspect so um, that's something I'm sure Harry will look to retain um, because most of their backs actually uh, contributed to that really well Harry O'Brien uh, 173 metres, the second highest in, in the game. He was also great under the high ball. I thought uh, Jason Keelan tested him a few times, but Harry stood up to that and did really well with his meterage as well and touched on Mendyke and then Josh Charles as well, the other winger, 168 metres, um, a try and seven, seven tackle bus. So it's pretty hard to, to move those guys around. I'm not sure whether um, someone moves to the bench. I know Neville's played in the second row and is a bit more maybe versatile in the forwards. So maybe he makes his way to the bench if they want to squeeze um, Neen back in the centres or maybe Neen comes off the bench. So an interesting one to watch next week. But as you move off the backs, mate, I just wanted to touch on the impact the Cessnock forwards had off the bench. Uh, Sione Nahi, the, the friend of the podcast, and Sam Adora. Uh, just tremendous, mate. Both over 10 metres a carry on nearly 11, I think. Um, to really change the game when they came on for Cessnock, just churning through the middle. So Cessnock, uh, sorry, Central with those injuries uh, in the forwards and they're, they're, they're going to have a, a you know hard job of it next week, I think. It's going to be a huge battle, um, especially uh, I really look forward to when Witty comes on and, and Sam and Sione as well. It's going to be a huge, huge battle, mate. I think Townsend won't be ready for it, mate. It might be a hole in the cricket pitch. Might be the Cook Islands Cup, mate. Yeah, could be. Yeah, old friends like Woody told us they played together, and was it a match or two for the Cook Islands? So yeah, yeah, mate. Um, and just just on that, it's not really a stat, mate. But uh, talking about like interesting matchups and things like that, how often do you think that opposite number ones have both been named Harrison? Yeah, <laughs> um, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't know that off the top of my head, mate. But I'd say. Yeah, not often, especially these days. <laughs> no, it's not often. Well, I think even half the Harrys around these days are legitimately just Harrys, not Harrison. So just just, just another one of my random useless pieces of information that I pick up in my train spotting along the way. But anyway, mate, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll jump we'll jump back to the real numbers and uh, let you take control of this uh, before this train spotting turns into a train wreck. Yeah, no worries, mate. No, no, that was a good one. I thought um, AJ Murray as well, the hooker for, for Cessnock, was really sharp. Had a really nice try, kick and regather, just hit eyes up footy as people hate to hear but that's the sort of stuff that you don't see in the NRL too much anymore and that was brilliant uh, five tackle busts and three offloads by AJ as well uh, on the south side of things um, Harry Van Dardle who we just mentioned Harrison himself 130 metres seven tackle busts and a line break um, Takarai Kuru their, their hooker uh, the young bloke he, he out tackled himself here highest to the round with 49 tackles a um, couple misses in there but he's still young and to do that uh, again, such a big pack and uh, not look out of place is great and, and he'll serve South for years to come, I'm sure, unless he gets a higher calling, mate, up in a, yeah, up in um, uh, the night. So we'll see about that. And then finally, I'll touch on Frank Paul, um, the wrecking ball, mate. 93% defence, 164 metres to top his team. And uh, Harry Van Dardle might have given it away that he, well, uh, unless you knew this already, or other people, that he, Frank Paul, I think, is retiring, mate. So that's a good way to go out in style. Yeah, mate, it, uh, it certainly is. I'm sure he would have liked a, a couple more wins to finish, but uh, if, if if it is the case, and you know, I'm not suggesting this would be the case, but certainly you see a lot of forwards, especially in this day and age, that uh, don't mind pulling the old Johnny Farnham when it uh, comes to this, but a, a massive career that he has um, every reason to be proud of. Obviously, finished up with his year at South, a year at uh, 
you know, some time at Curry. He was, he was on the books at Singleton as well during the COVID time before he uh, came down to Curry. And, you know, I have very fond memories of his time at the Raiders. Um, if my uh, math serves me correct, it's, you know, 180-odd first-grade games in the NRL, nearly 50 games over at Wigan, 15 tests for the uh, for the uh, Kiwis as well um, over a five-year period. And, mate, to be fair... Um, Coming up 36 in February, I'm sure he could still go around if he wanted to, but he certainly earned retirement with a record like that that dates back to a first-grade debut uh, over 15 years ago now, mates, in the NRL. So, uh, yeah, certainly a career to, to doff our caps to, to to Frank Paul, the wrecking ball, and um, now um, Kitty can just follow him around now that they're both uh, hanging up their uh, respective jobs at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he will, mate. Uh, yeah, well done to Frank Paul Nuasala, if that is correct um, from Harry's post. Great career. Glad he could finish at such a storied club like South. Um, pleasure to do the stats for this season. He was um, top performer for most of the games he played and as you would expect from someone with his experience. So, well done. Unfortunate for South um, going out in the first round, but well done to the club for making the finals in the first place. You know how tough this competition is. Um, some of those players in that squad uh, really shone this season. Uh, Glanville, Hamilton, uh, to name a few, they've got a, some young players coming up there, like Kuru and Travis Peters now in the centres, and um, hope to see Harry Mendale run around next year too. I know he's in and out, so I'm sure there'll be good times for South in the next few years as well. Yeah, certainly. Well, there's some good young players there. Kuru, probably the pick of that crop, I reckon, to watch. He has come ahead in absolute leaps and bounds since he found his way there at the start of the season, and uh, yeah, they'd love to uh, hang on to him, but I, I have a feeling that uh, he's got greater honours destined in front of him uh, if he decides to pursue them. Yeah, we'll see, mate. He's yeah, still young, but um, hopefully an NRL club looks his way, mate. I've got no faith in the Knights currently looking at the, the local comp. There was a great article, actually, we should touch on, um, titled in the Newcastle Herald, how the Knights are supposed to find their next homegrown talent and a couple of contributions from people in there like Matt Lantry and Luke Walsh shedding some light on how things have gone astray a bit and how they can get back. And Luke touched on just having a greater eye and a greater network of scouts looking at this competition, mate, whether it be first grade or, or Reggie's or under-19s or whoever, just um, identifying some local talent, not letting them slip away like Hosking did and a few other boys. So, um, I think yeah. That- I think I think it's a very com- complex conversation to to dig too deeply into with it with the Hoskins and the likes, but certainly the great news is that Peter Parr is a Newcastle Rugby League Premiership winner with South Newcastle from the late eighties, and I heard an interview with him and Barry Tui, and he said he'll certainly be uh, using the best of his opportunities when it doesn't clash to uh, be getting down and uh, checking out Newcastle Rugby League with. A particular eye on his on his old side, South Newcastle Lions, but with with an eye to to cast across the competition and the, the lower grades and the 19s and the systems coming through because he identified that not everyone makes it through into the mats and the ball systems and there's some players that develop later or come from elsewhere and get their opportunities and start to star and you know undoubtedly the likes of Kuru and some of the young guys down at Lakes and a couple of the other clubs that are starting to make their way through um, are certainly going to be uh, you think right under that microscope and hopefully getting some opportunities. Um, in those systems, but again, it's just uh, a matter of time will tell, I guess, mate. Yeah, time will tell, mate. I hope uh, not just Par. Obviously, I hope obviously as the director, he he um, oversees that. Hopefully, we have some a number of scouts, not just himself, go to the games. I think I'm living in a bit of a fantasy world where I'm obviously a big fan of American sports. Every team has about a hundred scouts who go to hundred different cities and whatnot. I'd, I'd love if that was here, but obviously not the case. Uh, all about the numbers, people getting the games, and the opportunity. 
um, to actually watch and then the time it takes, I guess. So, um, yeah, just hope either him or other people will get to the games and, and see the talent on display. But like someone messaged the page the other day, it's um, it's their loss if they don't, mate. We enjoy this comp and it's stronger um, as it, as, than it's ever been, I guess. Yeah, certainly, mate, and we've, we've seen over the years the platform for success for the Knights has been built off that. Bill Peden's probably the greatest example, you know. He was ba- barely playing first grade at one point at Cessnock until, you know, the, the tip was given. You know, another one is, well, not the local rugby league, but the uh, rugby union team was Mark Tafur. His brother Larry was in the uh, in the Knights junior system, and Brian Smith was looking for a bit of a point of difference. So it's been proven it can be done, mate. Uh, we might not have had as many success stories in recent years burst out, but... Certainly, um, yeah, hopefully we can see one or two of these young guys coming through, making their way into the NRL in the coming years because, as we've seen, if the Knights don't nab them, then uh, there's always the potential that another side will and, hey, the Knights could do worse than uh, pick up some of them at the moment. They could indeed, mate. Anyone that's willing to play a second half of football would be appreciated after the weekend. And if the Knights and the Raiders merge, that'd be dangerous, I think. They've got a first half and a second half between them. (laughs) I'd say so, mate. It might take a, a merge. I actually had a conversation with a friend the other day. He was like, oh, he's going to get the spoon. Oh, it's the Tigers. Oh, it's actually their Tigers' first spoon ever. But he didn't realise that obviously the merger there wiped their history of spoons. So I'm almost tempted to accept a merge here and we can forget about all the night spoons. Yeah, well, um, they've certainly got more than my Raiders, that is for sure. Um, and, yeah, look, you know, the good news is you're not going to get one this year. And, look, the Knights might actually win a premiership this year, so let's just let's just focus on that, and that's the side that we're both behind. That's it, mate. All about the women. They they looked um, really good on the weekend um, after the game. Uh, they recruited heavily, so they, they should deliver, at least get to the big dance, hopefully. Um, but, yeah, good to have some success back in the town in red and blue. Yeah, certainly, mate. But um, just for your Tigers, mate, you might want to remind him, I think they've got 21 spoons combined between the two clubs. <laughs> yeah, I don't want I don't, I don't to put him in an early grave, mate, after last week's results. So I don't want to rub it in too much. <laughs> uh, exactly right, mate. Um, and for reference, my Raiders only have the one to the Knights four, but that's, you know, a whole other story in, you know, a few extra seasons. <laughs> yeah, I'll see how that, that transpires over the next two years, mate. But, um. That premiership drought's getting a bit long in the tooth for you guys as well, like us. So well, I was, was going to say, yeah, the, the premiership drought's pretty long for both of us, but the, the bad news for you is the wooden spoon drought's only five years old. For us, it's 1982 was our last one. Oh, that just means you're due soon, mate. You're due soon. Well, based on that, we'll win a premiership right behind it, so I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> if only it was like the AFL, mate, where you got a number one draft pick or something to show for finishing last, but, geez, these scorelines would be the least of our problems if that was the case. But, mate, it is... It is uh, a bumper weekend ahead of us. More stats for you to crunch. It's getting to the pointy end. You must, your other half must be loving that she actually gets to see and hear a bit of you at the moment, uh, in terms <laughs> of things. But uh, yeah, mate, uh, great, great for you in that all the clubs that are still remaining and and the same last week are, are clubs that you're partnering with. And uh, certainly, uh, I'd like to um, you know draw a um, a conclusion from that that it's because of the stats work that they've that they've made it as far as they have, not the uh, rosters. Oh, mate, surely down. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've hedged my bets well, 8 out of 10 teams. <laughs> well, we talked about it before, mate. 100% strike rate of, the, of teams in the finals use your stats, whereas, you know, teams that missed were only 60% or, or similar, I think, from my recollection. So if, if, that does, if that doesn't put proof in the pudding, I'm not sure what does. But, um, yeah, uh, maybe that's encouragement for those other two to consider it for next year. But, look, there's no guarantees, no insurance, and Josh will not be uh, refunding his money if you don't make the finals because if you've got all 10 teams, then you can't guarantee it. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, that's fair enough, mate. It's it's just great doing it. I think um, I've met a few different people over the last few weeks, whether they be in the Newcastle Rugby League or clubs or players, and they're all, I guess, grateful for the time that it takes to do it because it saves them time. But uh, it's all about what they do with it at the end of the day, isn't it? It's just the data and it's how they apply it to the team. And um, some coaches really, really, really get into it. I know, I know Rochi, big, big fan of the show. He's all about it. Um, off the back of the good work, he's actually invited me into his NFL Fantasy League. So I look forward to wiping the floor with him there as well. But <laughs> I, 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 I think there's got to be a little personal challenge there. If you don't now that you've put that out on the air, then um, yeah, I, I, I think that Rochi and I are going to come up with something that, that uh, you're going to have to do or... or he um, is yeah. the defending champion in that league, I noticed. So I've got to knock him off his perch in the first year in. It might be tough, but I'm confident. I just hope you haven't signed too many Vikings players, but let's not go down an NFL route here. Otherwise, we'll be here all night, mate. Uh, But all right, well, a bumper weekend this weekend coming up. We've got, um, yeah, the the two games, Saturday at Townsend, Sunday at Maitland. Absolute crackers, and uh, we look forward to uh, pulling them apart next week, mate. Um, The other thing that we do need to touch on, and and we need to give some thanks to some clubs that have already gotten well in front of this. There's a couple of clubs we're still pursuing in terms of it, but we've... Had some verbal commitments, I think, from pretty much every club in terms of our giveaway, which I was the launch on Sunday, but I got uh, waylaid with some other commentary commitments, so we will launch it this week. We have a giveaway with gear from essentially all of the senior clubs in the in the Newcastle Rugby League. Uh, we've had a commitment from. There's a couple of them that have sent them through already, so a big thanks to those clubs. Uh, the entrance, Northern Hawks and Cessnock. We've got jerseys. We've got training kit. We've got some other knickknacks and paraphernalia. We've got a, a, a long neck stubby cooler from one of the clubs. We've got some bottle openers. We've got all sorts of things coming through, but we're going to have a giveaway. We're going to pop it up on our Instagram. It's going to be really simple, Josh. I think I think if we set this out like this, I think they should be able to follow it. You've got to make sure you like our Instagram page. You've got to tag someone else, and you've got to tag the club whose gear you would most like to win, and then it'll be we'll draw out 10 winners, and it'll be in order of the order that you're drawn out, you'll get first pick is, is as pretty simple as that. If you can follow those three steps, surely that should be easy enough to do, you reckon, Josh? Oh, you lost me already, mate. <laughs> no, no, that sounds well, you're, good. Well, you can't but... win anyway, so that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's all good, mate. No, no, really big thanks to the clubs who've, who've sent and have said they will send some gear. Um, obviously, they realise that League Castle's a, a good platform now between our Instagram and Facebook with, you know, thousands of people between the two now to expand their own profiles and to build, I guess, a bit of a supporter base. And it's great to give back to the fans of the, the show as well. So it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it certainly is, mate. And that's the whole thing. And I know from the, the couple of clubs that we've spoken to, like I know Frank Lawler and some of the guys in Rochi have gotten right behind it and said, look, you know, whatever you need, as have those clubs that I just mentioned and, and most of the others already as well. They've been really keen to get involved and see it as a platform, as you say, not just to grow their supporter base, but they know their supporter base engages with it. And it's an opportunity for, you know, to give something something small back and, um, you know, we're not here to, to make a margin on it. It's literally about passing that gear on and, and finding a good home. And, um, yeah, a big thanks also because we did reach out to the first grade clubs, but Northern Hawks were very quick and keen to get involved in it. And I know that's their aspiration. So they put themselves up alongside there, which is great to see. So we'll actually have 11 prizes, which my maths, you know, that maths degree really failing me at the moment. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome, mate. And, yeah, hopefully one day we get to see the Northern Hawks in the big, the big grade, the first grade as well. And, Good luck to them this week in Reggie's, right? They're playing um, the game before Maitland's court. Yeah, they certainly will. They'll uh, head up there to take on the pickers in the reserve grade game. That one will be an absolute cracker. So, I mean, to be fair, we're going to have six absolute belters on our hands this weekend. Uh, 
sides fighting for their life and sides fighting for a ticket to the big dance at McDonald Jones Stadium in a fortnight. Um, although, you know, I am doing my rain dances in the hope that somehow that gets delayed so that I can be in Newcastle for the grand final, but I think everyone will shoot me if that happens. <laughs> yeah, we can't take any more delays, mate. You'll have to uh, follow along online. I'll give you some updates, but it's going to be a great day. Whoever's going to be there, I reckon they'll put on a huge show. Like I said, strongest the league's ever been. It's going to be great. Hopefully get a big crowd. Yeah, exactly right. So stay tuned to our social media channels for the giveaway. I've also got our, our, our behind-the-scenes bookie, the man. He is crunching the numbers to try and come up with some lines on this weekend game, as well as the premiership odds, which we may even have the premiership odds out before the show uh, goes to air on Tuesday morning, but we'll wait and see. Mate, it's an absolute cracker. We've been fortunate enough to name the winners last week. Congrats again to Soaps and to Spider, courtesy of Junkyard Skips. Uh, we'll be presenting them with their prizes this week. We're also going to name our team of the year in the next week or so as well. We've got some other prizes to give away. We've got the giveaway. It's, I feel like Oprah. <laughs> we're all getting cars, are we? Oh, 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 oh. Let's, let's not get carried away. It's not the Melbourne Storm. It's Oprah. Uh, <laughs> you get boats. a car, you get a boat. Yeah, no worries. Why not? Very good. Uh, excellent, mate. Well, enjoy your week of a little bit quieter than usual uh, rugby league crunching. Uh, undoubtedly, you'll be uh, have a bumper weekend next weekend with uh, capping off on Sunday night at 6 o'clock watching the real night side uh, go around against the Titans. Oh, mate, that's going to be either 50 to 40 or 10 to 4. I don't know which way that's going to go. I was talking about the women's side, mate. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that one, I don't know which one that's going to go either. I don't know what the Titans women are doing. Yeah, well, they they went down on the weekend, so it'll hopefully be the Knights on the march to uh, Premiership glory in the women's. It'd be great to see. They've got a great side, and, uh, yeah, it's a a nice little... uh, I guess bounce back for Knights fans, mate. But, uh, yeah, get down, everyone. Saturday, Maitland Sports Ground. Now, just to confirm, too, the games on Saturday will be back to standard time. So 10 past 12 for the 19s, one thirty for reserve grade, and 3 o'clock for first grade. Sunday, they'll be the hour earlier like they were on the weekend, which I like on the Sunday. Gives everyone the chance to get a couple more ales in sneakily before they have to uh, get home and rest up for work on Monday. Yeah, that's great, mate. Yeah, I, I enjoy my gym beam on Saturday at 2 o'clock. For the central game, so um, that should be good this weekend, mate. I'm looking forward to. I can't get to the game, unfortunately. I'll be doing the stats from here in Sydney, but hopefully get to the, the week after and definitely the grand final, and hopefully catch you before you go away as well. Yeah, hopefully see you at the preliminary final, mate. Everyone enjoy your footy this weekend, and uh, a big thanks to you again, Josh. Cheers, Chris. All right, time to dig into the Denton Engineering Cup a little bit further. A big thanks to Josh, as always, for our stats coverage. And uh, the man joining us now is uh, no stranger to the stats man and his number-crunching glory. He is the 2021 stats man performer of the year, none other than Macquarie Scorpions outside back and uh, general good bloke, Royce Jeffrey. Royce, welcome back to League Castle, mate. Thanks, mate. Always a pleasure. It's uh, it's been a little while. I think last time we had you on was pre you being uh, announced as our last year's winner. There's still some rumours going around about uh, the tattoo you got to celebrate that, but we might leave that uh, alone and leave the mystery with it. But mate, uh, firstly, uh, uh, sorry, mate, go on. I told Joe not to tell anyone about that. Yeah, well, uh, you know, the cat's out of the bag. How how's it feel? Uh, You'd have to be uh, 
pretty happy with the, the, the men you handed over the trophy to. Two very talented footballers uh, in Spider and Soaps that uh, won joint winners this year. Yeah, mate, they're, they're unreal footy players um, and have been the last couple of years. I reckon, um, obviously, come up against Spider on the weekend and, and he's probably the, one of the biggest threats Central have and, and looking forward to this weekend. Soaps is definitely key. Yeah, certainly both of them. If you can shut them down, you go a long way towards quietening their teams. Um, and, you know, uh, they've both been really strong performers for their sides this year. But, uh, mate, let's let's turn the uh, turn the lens inwards and, and Macquarie and certainly a uh, undoubtedly a pretty good atmosphere at the Scorps, uh, albeit a job far from done, but getting that win in the qualifying final on the weekend against uh, Central at Central. Yeah, mate, it was definitely a big challenge for us. Um, Central got us both times this year, so... Um, we kind of knew what we were up against and, and how hard it was going to be. Um, yeah, like, pretty lucky to get there in the end. I think we, we clicked together for long enough. Um, there are a few patches that we'd like to, to kind of revisit and, and have another go at, but uh, got the choppies in the end. Yeah, there was some, some probably nervous moments early in the second half. They were down to 11 and still managed to put some points on you. I'm sure there was some uh, redressing of that from uh, coaches Kid and Roach after the game and uh, undoubtedly in the, in the week to come. Yeah, Roach had his birthday the other day. He was 31, I think he turned, but he looked about 40 seconds. So. <laughs> the weekend didn't help him at all. No, mate, he, he would have been, uh, both of them would have been losing some hair and Kitty losing some of his voice, uh, screaming at you boys undoubtedly through that period. But you bounced back, got a hold of it, and sealed it with. Uh, the man himself, Joe Woodbury, getting across late. Uh, I did hear the Central fans giving him a, uh, a fair razzing about uh, Ali missing out, not picking him. <laughs> yeah, mate, I think. Yeah, he's he's a he's a crowd favourite on both sides. They like to stir him up a bit, and uh, obviously keeps the Macquarie fans on their feet, mate. And I'm sure yourself and uh, the other outside backs will be hoping that continues to be the case this week. It's a big test going up to Maitland. I'm I'm pretty confident they haven't dropped a game there in quite some time, so you'll know the task that sits in front of you. Yeah, definitely. It's it's good. The crowd just gets stuck into him and forget everyone else. So. Right, so what, what's the what's the game plan? I, I know you've got Coach Kid there listening in, mate. So what is the game plan this week? Don't give away too many secrets, but what's the, the I guess the go to beating Maitland this weekend? Oh, they've they've got so many attack weapons. They're, their middles are really good, and four of them, and then they've got some really classy stuff like that. I think we we just need to focus on trying to complete complete high and, and keep ourselves in the game for as long as possible. And, mate, we obviously saw the uh, the injury to Kyle Kingston on the weekend. I, I think with, with protocols, etc., it's pretty unlikely that we'll see him this week. But you're welcome back in, likely, Cal Briggs. I know I talked to Kitty, which will air at the end of this interview, on the weekend, and that was sort of the expected change. Yeah, um, Cal will come back. But he was unlucky and, and yeah, got the, the week suspension, so he'll slot back in uh, for Kyle, who, who was doing an excellent job there, and we'll just keep young Dino up on the wing for us, who's been doing a great job the last few weeks. He certainly has, Dean Morris. has uh, filled in very ably when he's had the opportunity, mate. Uh, so great to see him likely get another chance. Uh, any, any other any other boys carrying any knocks or worries? We saw Matt Moon a little bit uh, sore and sorry at the end of that one. He got through plenty of work, uh, certainly in the tackling stakes, he always does. Uh, Mooney just wanted to fake it, get the last five minutes off, I think. The, uh, nah, pump, nah, no, no, but uh, you're always going to get that this time of year. Mooney just taking a spell, doesn't want to get escalated into the starting 13, wants to make sure that 14 jersey is really his. 
he loves the 14 on his back. I, I believe he's been pestering the stats man to try and make sure that he gets the number 14 in the stats man's team of the year. So we'll wait and see. That's going to be revealed next <laughs> week. Yeah. But, mate, um, obviously your game, not the only one this weekend, but the competition really heating up. South's uh, going by the wayside last week and, and the other fixture this weekend. Let's get your thoughts on that. Central, they'll be hungry. They'll be looking to bounce back. Obviously, the outcome of what happens with Randall uh, will be instrumental in that. But do you see Cessnock coming back and stepping it up to them? Harry Saker coming back in for Cessnock, possibly Peter Godinay if he can clear fitness. Uh, both sides will be uh, right up for this one with players coming back in and, you know, once the lineups get finalised. Yeah, mate, I think any of the top four and probably even South to an extent, when they were still in it, are, are capable of winning it this year. Um, which is really good for the comp. Uh, Central, they were, they were on a red-hot crack for so long. I think probably lucky for us, they were just due for a loss on the weekend. So I think they'll bounce back pretty hard. But saying that, you can never write something off. They've got a few quality players out there and um, they seem to be seem to be going all right under new coaching shit. Yeah, they certainly are. And, and again, him coming back in this week will be a big in for them. Mate, the other one as well before I let you go and uh, we'll keep this fairly brief because we've got, as I said, a couple of minutes of Kitty to add in at the end uh, and his thoughts on the game on the weekend. Mate, your, your Reggie's boys, your 19s, they, they bit the bullet on the weekend, but your Reggie's boys are still alive and they've got a big task. They'll head to Townsend Oval on Sunday as well and uh, they're going to have to take on West, which we know that the West don't often put in two bad games back-to-back in the lower grades. They went down fairly comfortably to Northern Hawks. Uh, how do you like the chances of the Reggie's boys? Do you think they can, they can continue on for a couple more weeks? Our reg has been unreal the last few weeks. I can't really wrap them up. So, um, we keep pitching blokes from them each week to, to deal with our injuries and stuff like that. And all their attitude has been fantastic. They just step up to the job. They change positions. So, can't really write them off at the moment. Um, I think they got West a week or two ago when we played that catch-up game. So, they'll be right up for it. And I think um, it's a good, good feeling around the club at the moment. So, hopefully they get the win. Yeah, certainly great to see a bit of depth out there and um, all three grades making the finals, as we said, unfortunately, the 19s went by the wayside, mate. But, um, yeah, as, as we said, good luck, I guess, for this weekend. It's a big game up there at Maitland. I know there'll be a bumper crowd. And mate, in parting, uh, what, what's the, uh, you know, what would you like to see? A big, big crowd of green and gold undoubtedly up there at Maitland Sports Ground to try and turn a bit of that home advantage around? Yeah, mate, it's a bit unreal. Um, we've got a, a great, great sporting, so... Uh, there was a few of them there on the weekend up on the hill and, and over in the stands. So hopefully they made a trip up to Maitland this weekend. Yeah, lovely, mate. Well, all the best of luck to you and the boys. Uh, I'll let you get off to uh, recovery at the pool with uh, the coach there in the car and we'll, we'll head straight to his interview with me on, uh, sun, on the weekend after the game and uh, we'll look forward to catching you around during the finals, mate. Thanks, mate. Pleasure as always. Thanks again to Royce there. We'll now uh, take a moment and then jump in with uh, Steve Kidd after the Macquarie win over Central on Saturday. Joined by Macquarie Scorpions coach Steve Kidd. Kiddy, always good to be, get a win week one of the finals. Yeah, mate, it was good. It was good, uh, good tough game, really. Um... They went down to 12 men there in the first half. Obviously, made it tough for them, but I think the boys, um, after a couple of scares in the second half, fought back really well and, and done enough to get the job done. So, yeah, pretty happy. And obviously, you touched on it there, a couple of scares in the second half. Uh, Central certainly didn't give go away, even when they went down to 11 men at one point. 
uh, they were still, you know, they managed to put points on and they looked like they were coming home with a bit of a wet sail in the first part of that second half. Yeah, 100%, mate. It's been a real issue for us, our second halves, and our, our start our second halves. And we talked about it at half time, but same thing, we started so slowly and uh, they scored a try and they were down to 11 men, which is pretty embarrassing, but um, that's a credit to them. They're a really good team and uh, we had to find a way out of it, and we did. Uh, that Carrot Olin was outstanding, our halves took control towards the back end of the game. So, yeah, we're not lucky to get away with it, but, you know, we're up against it and we fought our way out of it, so it was good. And we saw, obviously, the incident with the send-off in the first half, Kyle Kingston. Can we get a bit of an update on how he is, mate? Yeah, he's not well. He's not great. Um, he's gone off to hospital, but um, he was up and, and talking, but, yeah, he's pretty crook, so, uh, mate, obviously rules him out next week, which is disappointing because Kyle's been really good in the back end of the year and, to be fair, it wasn't a great shot either. It's, it's a pretty ugly incident, so... Um, yeah, yeah. I know, no, no malice in here. He's a great bloke, but yeah, it's a pretty average incident. It's a shame for Kyle, who's fought back from a couple of injuries this year to get his spot back, and now he's uh, going to be missing next week for sure. You'd likely see Cal Briggs come straight back in then, I assume, as and just a bit of a reshuffle in that back line? Yeah, hopefully. Um, he, he's right. So, I mean, we took the gamble by not, not taking the suspension on. I think we probably could have got him off, but he didn't want to take the risk, and, and the club thought it was in his best interest not to. So, it's panned out really well for Cal, and hopefully um, he comes back and he's fit and fire next week for Maitland. And speaking of Maitland, uh, obviously they're the next task at hand. Uh, split the games between you this year. What's going to be the key to knocking off Matt Lantry and his men up there? Oh, mate, they're a great side. They're going to be hard to beat. It's um, Their middles, I think, is a key. They, they, got, uh, they, call, they call them the big three. I don't know if it's self-named or, or what they get called around the comp. But they, mate, their big three are outstanding. Um, so we've got to stop their middle. If you can't stop them, Langbridge has a field day of dummy half. So it starts with, with Taylor Anderson and, and Butterfield. If, if you can't put them on their back, we're in for a long day. But uh, we've been capable of that for a year. Uh, not for four games, though. So we need to do that for 80 minutes. Is really control that middle and, and keep Langbridge out of the game a little bit. Lovely. Well, thanks, Kitty. Good luck next week. And uh, hopefully, uh, McCrory will be marching well on into uh, McDonald Jones Stadium in a few weeks. Yeah, cheers, mate. Hopefully, uh, a lot of work to do yet. All right, time to get into the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League and it is also that time of the year where we are going to crown our Beaver Brewery Club of the Year based on atmosphere, crispness of blue cans and tender and fair that is served up by their wonderful canteens around the grounds. I've got a man who is well established not only in pulling apart rugby league but certainly even more highly accredited when it comes to his analysis of a blue can, a steak sandwich or any other canteen fair. He's gone by many names, the the, uh, the connoisseur of blue cans, the steak sandwich man, the bookworm, also known as Rabs or Sean Johnson. Rabs, welcome back to Lee Castle, mate. Second time this year, you're a, uh, you're a returning favourite. Semi-regular, I'll, be, I'll have the show soon. Mate, I've been looking for someone to hand it off to. I'll just uh, hang, <laughs> hang up my end of the phone call and leave you talking. Uh, yeah, yeah, good. How are you, mate? You're going well? Uni's kicking I'm- goals on the, on the field and off. We're going all right, but we haven't won anything yet. So um, uh, a few teams will be make, trying to make sure that we don't. Um, so a bit of pressure on coming up to some big games this weekend, and uh, hopefully we're good enough. Well, mate, we're going we're gonna to have a quick run through some of the grades and get some thoughts from you really quickly. But, mate, you, you say you haven't won anything yet. You've, you've got two minor premierships. So that, that's a start. I know I know Major's the big one. It's the big dance. It's in a, you know, a couple of weeks there. But... Um, yeah, there's there's been some some interesting pieces, but you do yeah. have those two, mo- literally Indeed. minor pieces of silverware. 
with a little bit of controversy in there, um, but uh, when all's said and done, no one cares who's won the minor premiership. It's what the, it's what um, who lifts the trophy on grand final day, and um, uh, everything else is triviality after that. So we'll uh, we will see what goes on on September ten and who gets there, and um, some big some big days ahead. Well, mate, we, we won't, don't need to dig too far into the league tag because I know who you're going to tip in the A and the B grade, but your girls in the A grade, they lost the qualifying semi on the weekend. They went down by a conversion, which is just heartbreaking, 6-4, but they've got another opportunity this weekend up against Katara, which will be a tough challenge. Mm-hmm. They've got to win three in a row to win the comp. If they're not to win it, and I'm happy to hear the reasons why they will, who's the, who's the biggest threat, do you think? I think, look, I think Maitland qualified as major, major premiers because they've got good defence and they've got great attack. Central are a really strong side and are defensively gritty and are incredibly hard to break down. Um, and, uh, but I think, I think Ma- uh, Maitland, uh, Maitland pickers shade them in that regard um, and have that slight bit, bit extra in punch in attack that'll get them over the line. If uh, if you can't find the form to get there and do it to them, lovely mate. Then let's let's move our eye down to the B grade where the target's probably for many would say firmly on your girls' back. Uh, one of the giant killers of this season and uh, the Hamilton Ducks went by the wayside on the weekend, but your girls come up against the Stroud Raiders. That's a rivalry that's gone on in different grades over the years. So. You, you, you would have seen a bit of those. Uh, you've also got Fingal and then Swansea who knocked off Hamilton on the weekend. Anyone can win it. I know you think University will win it, but who is the biggest challenger to them? Is, is it Stroud this weekend and that's where they, they set the tone? Swansea have hit form right at the right time. I would have said, uh, I would have said Hamilton before Saturday, um, but uh, unfortunately Ricky Damon's girls couldn't quite do it against Swansea and fell by the wayside. Um, I think uh, I think Swansea Swansea have won some really important game in the, games in the last couple of weeks. They may get all the way through the grand final, but they do have to beat some good opposition in Fingal Bay and, and Stroud to do it. Um, Stroud uh, Stroud have a bit of pedigree there, so do Fingal Bay. Um, no lay down Mazair there, and um, and Uni have had the wobbles in that competition over the last couple of weeks and need to sharpen their pencil a bit. Yeah, certainly an interesting one. I think. Only probably three weeks ago, um, that uh, Swansea knocked off Fingal by quite a comfortable margin up at Fingal. So they'll mm. head, in, head into that game with a little bit of confidence. But um, yeah, yep. as you say, your girls will have to be on their game up against Stroud this weekend. They had a tough win against Fingal last weekend. So it'll be interesting to see who can be the first one through to the big dance in B grade. And that'll go a long way to being rested up and fresh. And uh, while they don't bash and barge each other, there's still um, still plenty of tired bodies after uh, a couple of weeks of high-intensity finals football and when they get to the big dance they've got to play every week. More the mental fatigue in league tag, obviously, um, unless you get some sort of freak, you know, broken hand or something like that. Um, it's not the physical toll that you get in the men's game, obviously. Um, and uh, But they do, they do seem to suffer a bit of mental fatigue playing those really really sort of high stakes, intense games. And um, if you don't think league tag can be intense, go and watch any of the league, uh, the uh, A-grade semifinals. They, are, they will be very hard for it. Or, or, or head down to the C-grade and t- tell the C-grade ladies league tag players that it's not intense because they put everything into it, those <laughs> girls as well, like all three grades. Uh, speaking of that, mate, you tipped us early in the year when you and I were talking. I'm not sure if it was when we were talking on the show or not, but I'm sure it was you that said to me, Morpeth were a team to watch and they are through to yeah, the major semi. Yep. 
So who do you like here? They're up against the Wobbacle. Wobbacle, a very talented team that's peaked well. Cardiff have sort of fade a little bit late. Dudley, a bit of a dark horse as well, getting a win on the weekend where many didn't expect them to knock over Raymond Terrace in Golden Point. So it's uh, it's an interesting one, but you'd have to think the winner of the Wobbacle Morpeth one, again, they're the first one through, so it probably goes without saying, but they they go a long way towards uh, hoisting that trophy. I think so. Like, look, I really liked the look of Morpeth when I saw him earlier in the year. I haven't seen too much of the rest of the C grade comp, um, but I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick with my gut from early in the season and predict that Morpeth are going to win it. All right, I'm, I'm going to get on the Awabakal bandwagon. I think Awabakal's had some real challenges in recent years. The club's going in a really good direction. We had a chat with their coach of their men's side last week, and both yep. sides, which we'll get to the C grade in a second as we brush through the uh, other grades quickly on the way to your uni boys. Um, will certainly be uh, it'd be great to see a Wobbacle, uh lift a trophy for because obviously that'll add some more momentum to what they're doing out there and, and continue to build. Yeah, absolutely. They're doing good things there. All right, lovely. Let's jump into the women's tackle really quickly, mate. I'm going to be really biased and uh, the undefeated minor premiers in the B grade, Lakes United, I think they're going to be very hard to beat. They haven't really looked like losing a game and I thought Waratah might have been a bit of a danger to their run, if but they got pipped last week. 11-10, an unusual women's tackle score. We saw a field goal on the women's tackle last week. Um, so Lakes will now take on Tukli in the major semi, and, and I'd expect them to go through to the grand final. And uh, the dulcet tones of Carl Oval, Tony Delaney, coaching them and uh, doing a great job holding the clipboard with that side. He's got a very talented team. I watched Tukli versus Waratah. Um, an XC horse was um, captaining Waratah for number nine, Demi Cheatham. Um, it was a booming field goal to uh, to break the deadlock at the end there and, and break the Waratah hearts. Um, I didn't mind the look at Tukli at all. Um, ran a very direct, aggressive running game, but I have not seen Lakes, um, so I can't uh, I can't give prediction. All right, no worries. We'll move on to the A-grade women's tackle. And I don't know if you've seen any of this at all, but interestingly enough, all four clubs remaining are all... Denton Engineering Cup Club. So we've got Macquarie playing West. Macquarie, the uh, runaway minor premiers. West beat Central by two last week. And Wyong sprung the upset against, mate, you've been around Newcastle and Hunter for a long time. Berkeley Vale with the women's tackle. They've been the measuring stick. They got yeah, knocked yeah. out first week of finals by Wyong in the all-coast derby. So Wyong will be up for Central. Central did beat them in the final round. Macquarie, though, they are the pace setters and the targets on their back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, look, I, I think uh, I think Wyong might be a very good smoky in this, um, but um, I was surprised to see Berkeley fade out. Um, they've had such a stranglehold on that competition, um, but uh, times change. More competition in those grades now, um, and um, I reckon the Scorps might do it. Yeah, I think I think the Scorps, are, as I said, the favourites. I've uh, well, Lee, Lee Castle is a bit of a favourite with uh, Tani Milgate, who's been a, a regular guest on our show, and also one of our yeah. judges when we awarded the sexiest man in league to Dwayne Sampson, which um, I think the girls needed their eyes tested. It was it was a blind it was a blind field. I will give them that. Um, but uh, yeah, so Tani and uh, her girls at Central. That's a, I guess where our soft spot is. But I think Macquarie the ones to get it done. We'll jump across to the men's, mate. And now, interestingly enough, their semi-finals this weekend. Most of these boys wouldn't be able to bet at this time on a Saturday. The Northern Conference, 9 a.m. Um, and the sides going through here, we've got the Clouds as the Stroud, Clarence Town combined side are known. And they've they've got a fairly talented team uh, up against a Dungog side that were the pace setters for most of the season. And then you've got Gloucester, who you can't write off. And Morpeth, who... They've had some up and down results, but they're they're well and truly capable of throwing an upset. I just don't know if they can get three in a row. Mm. 
that's going to be that's going to be tough. I I like the I like the clouds at this point. Um, you know, not least because I like the name. <laughs> it's a very intimidating name. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, well, they'll have the weather with them at all times, though, and uh, can't discount the weather. I'm just still very disappointed they didn't take on board my name at the start of the season, which was, you know, taking instead of Stroud and Clarence down and putting it together, I wanted to put together Cobras and Raiders and get Cobbers. I thought that was a very Northern Conference sort of name. Yeah, yeah, they missed an opportunity there. They did, but the clouds it is, uh, they'll win in spite of the name, Sean Johnson says. I'm going to get on the Warriors. Uh, Big Matty Hinton, they've been uh, been there and thereabouts the last few years, but there's no love lost between these, well, I was going to say two sides, but three sides. But again, don't write off Gloucester. They've made a few runs in the last few years and they've got some talented footballers up there, that's for sure. Um, it'll be an interesting one to watch. The Southern Conference. Now, this one gets really interesting, Sean. Mm-hmm. The Ducks, they uh, have been an absolute force to be reckoned with since they've come into the competition. I think this is their third grand final from three seasons where they could make grand finals um, if they get through this year. They're minor premiers. They come up against West Maitland, who are a very physical side. In the other semi-final, the elimination, the minor, Maitland United up against Budgioy. Budgioy, look, I've, there's no way to, to soften this. They started the season like busteds. They've come yeah. over that absolutely wet sail, including a mercy rule in the in the elimination semi-final last week. 60-0, to nil, they thumped East Maitland. Hard to overlook. Um, the, the hearing from a few different sources that they... Uh, Cleared in some handy players right before June 30, um, and uh, they've seemed to be rolling along quite nicely. And it's um, uh, hard to see them getting rolled up when they're doing that kind of business in the major in the in the uh, elimination semi final. Certainly is an absolute uh, cast of thousands. They they actually had na- they named a list of 24 last week. Uh, oh, sorry, 23 players last week. So some interesting names, as you said there. Uh, Matt Ashford on one of the wings. Jake Zurab, who's their captain. Braden Peachy and Aaron Waters in the halves. And the one that stands out for me, this bloke used to play first grade out at the Macquarie Scorpions. Brock Harmer coming off the bench and hearing whispers, Brock might be reviving the Wanji Warriors next year with a little bit of uh, scuttlebutt on the grapevine from his brother-in-law, Chris Pine, last week. That if they do get them up, the uh, Wanji Warriors might have Brock and Chris Pine at the ripe old age of about 37, 38 Wandering around next year, so they'll be they'll be a danger in the lower grades. But great to see back if they do get off the ground and two very talented footballers that they might be starting their squad with. Who else, Liz Mason? Oh dear, that would be winding back the clock, mate. That would be. But eight, um, are, you, are you liking the chances of Budgeoy coming from fourth and doing it? It's always nice to see someone run from wow. deep and deep and win one. It's, it's it's look, it's the hard run, but if you've got the form, it can be done. And um, and uh, the, you know they've got the form with them at the moment. They've obviously got the squad to put put some points on. Um, it can be done. Um, so uh, you know they've just got to win one week after the other. And um, how hard can it be? How hard can it be? Just win three games. Simple as that. Yeah, it's simple as that. The ad- added context of this is Hamilton and Budgie were the C grade grand finalists last time we had a grand final, and it's been a, a solid rivalry the last few years. So, uh, Plenty of feeling there. Plenty of feeling there. Look, forward, of feeling look there. forward to it if yeah. they do come up against each other, either in the prelim mm. or the grand final. But uh, four very capable sides there. And, um, yeah, you, could, you can always throw a blanket over that on their day. I think they've all sort of knocked each other off. I think the only one that probably doesn't have form for knocking off one of the others is maybe Maitland United haven't beaten Hamilton as of yet. So, I don't think they have. And, yeah, I've got a, got a massive soft spot for the Ducks, and I, I hope they do all right. Um, but I, I just can't ignore that form of budgie coming into the coming into the big games.
Mate, it's hard not for blokes like you and I to have a soft spot for a team that refers themselves as a drinking team that plays a little bit of football as the Ducks do. Yeah. Most of us are, aren't they? Yeah. Except you and I don't play any football anymore. Anymore, anymore, no. Uh, There's been people asking us to stop for decades. Uh, Let's move on to the C-grade competition. And this one, mate, it is a stat competition. We saw Morissette go by the wayside last week. Uh, It'll be the battle of the lake in terms of the elimination, the minor semi-lakes United up against Dora Creek. Uh, I think the Seagulls will enter into that one warm favourite. But I just cannot split these top two teams. I think Raymond Terra is probably marginally favourite. They'll get home ground advantage too, which is a nice little boost for them. But a Wobbicle, they have ex-Queensland Cup players. They've got ex-first graders in Matt and Aaron Simon. They've got a good handful of very high-quality players who've played at a really high level. Mm-hmm. Raymond Terrace have such a high quality of a unit across the board in terms of 1 through 17. This one's going to be a belter on Saturday. Like if you haven't got anything else on at 12.30, get down there and watch this because this will be an absolute cracker and I'm sure you'll be taking a peek at this before your boys go around. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be watching. I know I can't, I can't pick. Um, I, I just, um, there's, there's too many, too many talented blokes. Some of them there in, the, in their twilight days, um, but there's too many talented blokes running around in a few of those sides there and I think it'll be... Uh, like most of those, most of those teams could have easily cut it in B grade this year. Um, um, there's not much difference between C, the top of C and the bulk of B, um, and uh, I think they'll be really high quality games. Yeah, I think they'll both be crackers at twelve thirty. But I have an interesting, interesting feeling about this one. I just think with the nature of the players, and I think the term we used when we we're talking with Poasa from Awabakal, the coach, the other day is evergreen stalwarts that these these top two teams are both filled with as opposed to Lake Lakes are a, a bunch of Cubs and, and an old wanderer in Jimmy Newburn who's been around since I think things things that the days of JC playing rugby in uh, back in 1 AD mate um, yeah. but uh, yeah I, I actually have a feeling that the team that loses this weekend in the in the major semi-final will go on and win it could do I think could it's one do. of those consistencies of football the only caveat I'll put on that is like anything at this level of football, and you'll know this is very much the case in B grade, discipline could derail a team very quickly in this competition. Yeah, well, it doesn't. It only takes one person to have a decision go the wrong way and um, and, uh, and they spend a bit of time um, talking to themselves in the dressing sheds, um, courtesy of the referee, and season goes off the rails. And you see plenty of that in, in, this, in these lower grade footy comps with the discipline lets them down um, and could be a deciding factor. We even saw it in the uh, qualifying final in the Denton Engineering Cup on the weekend, mate. We had uh, a central side with a send-off for a high shot and then some descent from a former NRL player who found himself in in, in the uh, in cooling his heels for 10 minutes, shall we say. So yeah. it ha- happens at all levels. But, mate, we're going to skip across B grade. We're going to come back and finish on that and then get to the club of the year. A grade, Dora Creek, undefeated, Runaway winners of the minor premiership. You talk to pretty much anyone in footballing circles, it's their premiership to lose. It was them yeah. at Woodbury 1 and 2. I know Woodbury were without the Tafil brothers on the weekend, but South did an absolute job on them to run away 42-28 winners in a game where defence might not have been the uh, the key. Um, yeah. And look, I don't, I don't want to belittle uh, the other side that's still there, Arimba, but in terms of it, these three sides have been quite a gap on the next two. Um, and a lot of people thought that there was a gap between each of the top three sides, but South showed that they can mix it with Woodbury. Woodbury, I yeah. believe they welcome Mark to fill back this week, and Larry they won't see again this year, unfortunately, for their chances. So can anyone upset Dora Creek? 
That's the big question. Look, um, South will try and, and Sambo will be sexy doing it. Um, and uh, we can all agree on that. Um, but look, Dora have such a formidable side assembled. Um, they, I don't think they've anyone's got too close to them, like really look like upsetting them all year. Um, I think Woodbury won the fight one week, but that's about it. Um, it's hard to see. So then again, Thornton Beresfield did it to him in 2020. Um, I, I guess anything can happen in a game of football when the when the if you stay in the fight with them, stay in the arm wrestle, don't concede too many points, and you might get lucky. Um, um, I, I I just can't see anyone getting past them. Um, on the subject of Arimbo, just a bit of a shout out to my mate Keithy Dimmick, who he and I were involved in a grand final for uh, for uni back in 2005, and ran into him after about 17 years with him watching his young bloke play hooker for Arimbo against Dudley on the weekend, which was a, a nice little reunion. And uh, I said I'd give him a shout out, and I thought I'd better because he'll probably flog me if I don't. Yeah, no, fair enough, mate. Um, the, the one thing I am looking forward to this weekend in the A grade before we jump to the B grade is if the uh, the great man, the captain of Dora Creek, Scott Fitz- Fitzpatrick, and the entertaining and effervescent Dwayne Sambo Samson come together, that will be some of the most rubbish rugby league talk since, well, probably tonight with you and I. <laughs> I reckon they got us covered. <laughs> yeah, this is the, the pair, the pair of them. Sambo's the king of the banner, but uh, Web, Webby doesn't mind a little bit of it as well. So, uh, two absolute uh, characters of the local game, and, and that's the great thing about these competitions is every side has a good handful of characters in it. Speaking of characters, mate, let's go to the B grade competition. We know that's where uh, most of your focus will be, certainly on Saturday before the girls turn it up on Sunday. Mm. This competition. Very little separates these top four sides at their best. Uh, Qatar and Swansea will battle it out in the elimination game. They played a couple of weeks ago in a midweek catch-up game. Very interesting to see which players are available to turn up, and that's what very much varies a couple of these sides. And uh, Windale, well, we know there's going to be some extra fire in this game up against your boys, mate, because Windale had the minor premiership, and then through no doing of yours or theirs, Curry was stripped some points. Your guys got given them because they were from games that you guys were involved in. A couple of them, that elevated you. You got the minor premiership. Windale finished second. The good news is now you're both back to square one. Whoever wins this one, straight yeah. through the big dance. Well, crazy situation, yeah. Friday night, we were on 25 and 26. Monday morning, we are on 27 and 26. Um, timing of the decision, uh, got to be sort of questioned a little bit. Um, no one saw it coming. Um but it is what it is, and when it comes down to it, it's who wins the grand final that counts. Um, I watched um, I watched Katara and Windale on on Saturday, and it was a very you know, it was a very uh, steady, calculated performance from Windale, like you'd expect. They um, drove through the forwards, kick short, kick long, um, tied tied Katara in knots, and by the time Katara got any ball, they were three tries three tries down and knackered. Um, and um, I can't see Katara getting over Swansea this week because I think Swansea uh, made a little bit of a statement against Glendale. Um, and um, then the other game is uh, Uni and Windale. We know they'll be coming out with a uh, fair bit of fire in the belly and some gravel in, the, gravel in their bottoms and ready to go. Um, <sighs> Going to be a tough old game. Certainly, well, there'll be no love lost. I think the great thing is that, you know, with all the clubs in here that they will 
beat the living tripe out of each other for 80 minutes and then uh, they, they will be indulging in a blue can or seven afterwards and yeah, you obviously saw, as you said, uh, Swansea made a bit of a statement last week. So Katara is going to have their work cut out for them. A Swansea mm. side that just that pack is just it, it's hard to handle. I mean, they've got Cade Snowden back on deck after he had a little holiday mid-season. Uh, you know, the 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 Bot brothers in the Jones. There's another Jones in the back row. Then you've got Troy Toby and Aaron Morris bringing some experience as well. Chop, you know, he's the only only man that um, looks like he should be well retired. But geez, he's uh, deceptive. Actually, he's probably in the Dwayne Sampson mold in that regard. Uh, you wouldn't pick mm. either of them to be athletes based on their uh, their current physiques, but, geez, they're dangerous. And then you throw in the fact they've picked up Jeremy Fredericks this year at seven from um, from Aberglassen, and, and he's been a huge addition for them. He's been uh, he's been really good. I watched um, him um, perform uh, against Wendell the other Friday night out there at Wendell, and uh, personally I thought he was the best on the park. His short-kicking game in, in really sloppy, cold, wet, miserable conditions won the game, I felt, in the first half. And, um, he's a great asset. Um, having running behind a big, powerful forward pack that Swansea's got, they could do anything. Um, and uh, I think coming from fourth Swansea of the Smokies, um, I, I think I don't want to write Katara off. I like Katara. What I saw through from them during the year, they showed a bit of skill and a bit of style, but they got smoked by Windale on Saturday. Never really looked likely. Um, so. It's, uh, it's yeah, going to be a couple of interesting semi-finals kicking off at uh, I think two o five on Saturday. Yeah, two two o five, two fifteen, somewhere around there. It's certainly going to be interesting, mm. mate. Um, I know that uh, winger extraordinaire and uh, recent guest of the podcast, Carl Younger, will uh, undoubtedly have that audio clipped, mate, um, and uh, ready to go for the weekend to fire up the boys, which they'll love having. And uh, if he, if, if, I'm, only he he, I'm only assuming he can do it because I don't think Brock knows how to how to figure that clipping clipping of audio out. Yeah. <laughs> you might have to do it for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly right, mate. But uh, it, it is it is going to be a cracker. Whoever gets through to that big dance, there's four very good sides there, and we look forward to uh, what gets dished up, mate. Um, some good rivalries and some good games to come, and uh, yeah, undoubtedly a red hot three weeks of finals remaining. But mate, that was just the entree to why we're really here. And and this is the real business. I was going to say entree is probably a perfect segue. Like we're here to here to unveil a club of the year. We did some ratings earlier in the year. We've had yourself. We've had some others go around to some different grounds. I've, I've got some feedback from a few different people, some interesting ratings for a couple of grounds. I, I even had a couple of grounds request reassessment after my initial um, verdicts on them. One of them was a Denton Engineering Cup side. Uh, one was a, uh, a Newcastle and Hunter side, which you actually managed to get back out and cross off, mate, which is great to hear. Um, mm-hmm. So... What we're going to do, we're going to run through, essentially, we had Raymond Terrace heading in as the clubhouse leaders. They had performed astoundingly well early in the season. They had great early season form, and they've continued that on both on the paddock and off it. But we're going to have a run through. We've got five grounds that are going to mix it in here, a couple of Denton Engineering Cup, three Newcastle and Hunter. And we're going to alternate them, mate, and we're going to go through and just give a bit of a review. And then at the end of it, we're going to announce the club of the year who's going to win some lovely Beaver Brewery ales that will be shipped to them in time for their celebrations, allowing that, you know, and hopefully for them they make a grand final because we're not going to get them turned around express post next week if you bomb out of the semis this week, clubs. Um, yep. But, yeah, again, courtesy of the great guys, Brownie and the crew at Beaver Brewery. Um, so, yeah, so certainly, as I said, I'd love to go through all of the grounds that we've had reviews sent in for, but there's about 40 of them. I think people have been to most of the grounds from three or four people that I've had, you know, that have been sending in. I've had some other ones that have been 
patchy at best and questionably questionable bias. And we did say that <laughs> mate, you, 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 you fell on your sword and uh, uh, renounced the opportunity for university to win. So um, the boys might be a bit dirty on you for that. Uh, but we might kick it off, mate. Um, and I know that uh, they're your rivals this weekend, but but I know you snuck down to Windale on a Friday night, and I know you love a Friday night special. But let's let's give a rundown on, on Windale, on their food, their crisp cans, which you said to me they could have been out in the open air this night, and they still would have been fresh, uh, and also the atmosphere, which is something that's never in question at Windale. Well, I got into Windale, and I'm, 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 I'm going I'm to go with the atmosphere first. I have the Swansea supporters to the left of me, the Windale supporters to the right. Um, they were both into it. And uh, it was a pretty tight run, uh, hard fought contest with um, Swansea winning twelve six. Did lead all game, but it was uh, uh, fairly fairly fearsome out there in the middle between the two forward packs. Um, and uh, really good, really good Friday night atmosphere out there at Windale, and always is. Um, at um, everyone giving it giving it to their team and giving it to the opposition and having a really good time. Uh, the um, the blue can, the blue can, as said, could have been standing on the concrete all afternoon and still would have been uh, ideal icy one degrees drinking conditions because it was fucking cold. But <laughs> they were coming straight off the ice. They were being uh, capably served by the best in the business there behind the canteen window. And I was more than uh, more than adequately impressed with the crispness of the blue can. And the steak sandwich sandwich deserves an honourable mention. It was a good steak sandwich. Nothing out of the box, but doing what everything a steak sandwich is required to do. Lovely, mate. It sounds like they're going to be right up there in our uh, expanded podium when we get to it at the end of the show and we do the countdown from five through to one. So they're going to be right there. They're nipping at the heels. And we're not going to give the scores out because if we give the scores out, it might be a little bit of a giveaway. But... We're going to skip down and we're going to head, well, just up, up, up the road, actually, from, from Windale up to downtown St. John Oval. Uh, they're a, a late contender. I got there late in the season myself and atmosphere was very solid. Uh, probably not as parochial and, you know, uh, on top of you as you might get at uh, some of the Newcastle and Hunter grounds, but still very solid. Uh, a good, good spattering of crowd all around the venue, which was good to see. Uh, the blue cans, very crisp. Some of the best I've had this season. Um, certainly a standout. Uh, their soft drinks as well, which I started the day with, were really good as well. Uh, their chicken burger, which I went with because I've heard high regard for it. It is the standout chicken burger in Newcastle Rugby League. I will give them that. But it what are you, a vegetarian now? Well, mate, I'm, 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 I'm just mi- just mixing things up, you know. Um, I, I, draw the, I drew the line at trying to step into swinging, so I just went to chicken burgers instead, you know. It's baby steps. Um, Fair enough. So, yeah, it was, it was very solid. It came highly recommended by a number of people. Admittedly, a lot of those people wear, wear pink on the weekends out in the middle of a football field, so whether we trust their judgment. It was pretty <laughs> solid, though. And, and, look, it's probably not quite enough to get Central into the top five, but then, geez, they're not far away. A good, solid performance, and you won't be disappointed getting down there. Um, and a shout-out to Pete Atkins, uh, one of my former high school teachers. He's the reason I turned out like I did. Actually, no, he was just my footy coach at school in year 12. Um, so we can't give Pete any of the blame. He does a rip-roaring job on the barbecue there at Central, and he's a good bloke. So get down in season 2023 and check them out. Uh, mate, on that note, let's let's skip right up the valley and let's go up to uh, check out the uh, the home ground of the Clouds as they're known this year. I, um, you know, I was very lucky to visit the Clouds for... Uh for a league tag clash against Clarence Town, um, which was uh, uh, turned out to be uh, the the Clouds' uh, 
uh, Old Boys Day. Um, so bringing in the fans for the uh, the Old Boys of Stroud and Clarence Town, um, the crowd was uh, uh, having a real good time, really good atmosphere, um, getting into it, supporting both the league tag teams. So Stroud and Clarence Town, Clarence Town, were both playing separately before the clouds ran on. Um, the food uh, is. Uh, Always good once you get up the valley a bit, get up there to Clarence Town, Dungog, etc. Um, did not disappoint. Uh, best steak sandwich of the year for me. Felt like I needed to follow up and uh, just confirm that their quality across the board was good and their beef and gravy roll was also excellent. Um, uh, th- three, three game day, you've got to refuel appropriately and uh, you know balance out those blue cans. Yeah, look, I was there talking to Tiger from Dungog and that was thirsty work. Um, and uh, and and I got hungry while I was thirsty, um, and um, so I uh, I uh, needed to refuel. And uh, the crispness of the blue cans was right on. They'd been ice on ice for a while and were optimal temperature. And uh, I uh, personally rated it very highly. Always good performers up in the valley, and it'll be no surprises that. Uh I think the, uh, the the clouds will be up amongst our top five, along with maybe one of our early season uh, Hunter Valley uh, representatives that uh, I got a rating from an external party for that's going to make our top five. But we'll skip down to another one of the uh, Denton Engineering Cup grounds, and uh, this one, mate, uh, they might they might have uh, persuaded me a little bit here. I think uh, it was Old Boys Day. Uh, there was five games of footy on at Carl Oval. Uh, I was the touch judge in game one and referee in game two, which uh, they, they were pretty kind to me in. Um, and then I uh, I got provided with some, some complimentary blue ales afterwards. So I will, I will um, n- note cash for comment here. The blue ales <laughs> were crisp. They certainly redeemed themselves from a, a slower than usual start out of the blocks early in the season. Uh, and uh, I, I managed to sample a bit of their fare. I had a pie, I had a steak sandwich, and I had some hot chips. And they were all exemplary. But the thing that took it away, and again, Old Boys Day, it was the best atmosphere I've seen at any ground this year. Um, a tiniest, you know, it would have been an A-plus on, on atmosphere, but I'll give them an A-half-plus just because there was a bit of a stink in the crowd. But some people will say that might add to it. Uh, it was, yeah, the crowd was um, frenetic as the uh, the main game came down to two points between them and their old rivals, West, a.k.a. the Maggots, as many call them. And uh, we know that rivalry gets the crowd to their feet. So, yeah, sure the, they were a standout and, uh, yeah, very much improved um, in terms of their fare. So a big shout-out to Lakes. And uh, it was an excellent day out. It was my one-day refereeing for the year, and I think I'll stay retired for a few more years because, geez, I was blowing afterwards. <laughs> Done your public service. Yeah, I did my public service, mate. Um, and for the... Final one of the year, the final review of a ground, mate. Uh, I believe you got down to a, a ground that I got to early in the year. I, I sampled some of their... They, they, they branch out a little bit, the Glendale boys. Some, uh, they had some brisket and pulled pork rolls. They had a pulled pork and coleslaw roll, which was very fancy for uh, Newcastle and Hunter, mate. So I felt very lardy da But I don't, I'm going to give... Because I didn't drink that day, I'm going to give you the honours of uh, the ratings on this one. Well, look, I, I did. I did visit uh, Bower over at Glendale. They were over on the number two ground because the uh, the number one ground was in uh, pretty poor condition. Um, I stuck with the conventional steak sandwich, and it did not disappoint. It was a quality steak sandwich. Um, the uh, the beers might have could have done with a bit more time on ice. Uh, they were uh, they were drinking temperature, but then again, I drink fermented dog biscuit out of, out of an old gum boot if it was called upon. Um, but um, that uh, that did the job. Um, 
probably the only disappointment of the day was the proverbial knuckle on when your team got beat. Um, no need for that, guys. Just enjoy the heckling. Let it go. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, the the Biff has gone from our game, and it should be gone from our crowds too. We think so, mate. Mm. It's uh, a lot of data to comprehend and crunch, but we've managed to to pull out a top five. And I know you had your clubhouse leader, and uh, they'll be right there when the rips are cracking. So, but I'm going to run through fifth through to third, and then I'll, I'll hand over to you for the split decision between that clubhouse leader and uh, the eventual winner, who I know you're leaning towards at the moment, whether it's uh, that clubhouse leader or the late charge. But in fifth place, we do have your mate Tiger and his club Dungog. They got rave reviews from uh, one of our Round the Grounds pundits, um, but were probably harmed by the fact that it wasn't directly from you or I in the, on, the, on the way home in the season, unfortunately. But uh, some really rave reviews and, as always, some good fare. A bit of a sparse crowd, I was told, compared to normal Dungog standards, but the cans were cold and the food was great as it always is up there. Uh, oh, yep. Fourth place mm. is uh, Lakes United. Their atmosphere alone got them home there. They are... The, uh, the standout performer from the Denton Engineering Cup, and I, I've been to pretty much, I think, all of the grounds this season. Yeah, that would be correct. I have been to all of the grounds this season, Denton Engineering Cup. They were standout. The atmosphere by far the best. Blue cans equal with any other, and, uh, yeah, the, the food fare was, was really solid. And as I said, I was pretty thorough in the sampling there. Uh, third place in the, fi- the first entrant on our podium. Mate, you, you got down there. It was a Friday night. You could have kept the cans cold anywhere you like, but the Windale Eagles, mate, are well-deserving. Always a great place to go and watch Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League, and uh, you had the pleasure of a local derby there, which probably helped them in terms of atmosphere, but a deserving podium finish for them. Absolutely. It was a good night. It was a good night. took about uh, three hours to warm up afterwards, but it was a good night. It certainly was, mate. Now, I'm going to hand over to you. I don't have a drum roll. I can bang on the desk here and... uh, and, and get amongst it, but uh, sec- yeah. you might you might want to name first first, I reckon, or, or you can name second. I'll well, leave it in your capable hands to split these two because there's not much between them. Scred, probably uh, probably our listeners might already guess this, but screaming down from the higher atmosphere of the clouds for number one with an absolutely brilliant show on their old boys' day at Clarence Town Oval uh, with a big crowd in attendance and three games on, couldn't do any better. Excellent, mate. What a great venue it is to get to. Uh, I can, can only encourage everyone to make a day trip there next season and, and make it. It's well and truly worth it. Probably don't volunteer to be the driver. Um, and, uh, yeah, certainly get up there and enjoy it. I can encourage you to get to a lot of those Newcastle and Hunter grounds, especially up that way. They will make you feel welcome. And then, you know, you've got to do the obligatory stop at the pub for the post-game presentation as well because, you know, that's that's the polite thing to do when you're in those parts of the world, Sean. But with, without... Uh, Glossing over them, our runners-up, mate, they're our clubhouse leaders. They got out of the gates early and uh, were narrowly pipped at the post. Well, over the next couple of weeks, everyone will get an opportunity or a lot of, a lot of the finals watchers will get an opportunity to sample what the Raymond Terrace Magpies and Ravens are doing. Uh, they're doing great things as a club. They'll be put, doing a great show hosting the finals. Their bar and their canteens will be pumping and serving up some great food and cold beer. Um, they really know how to do it and uh, more power to them. They only only got pipped at the post by a great little club up there at Clarence Town. Um, so well done to the well, well done the Roman Terrace as well. But our winners are winners of the clouds, and uh, quite happy for them to get that award. Yeah, they certainly will. I'll be in touch with uh, the connections of their club to uh, organise uh, how they're going to uh, take delivery of said 
cans. They will not come crispy. You will need to crisp them yourselves. But fortunately, you're very skilled in that realm. You've got some people that know how to do that. So hopefully the, the Beaver Brewery drops go down well. I know you've you've experienced some of them, mate, and they're uh, and you know you'll even you'll even put aside your Woodbury rivalry to uh, to doff your cap to Brownie and what he does up there in the end too. Absolutely, Clubman Stout, great drink. Lovely, mate. Well, again, a big congratulations to our top five. A good a congratulations because at the end of the day, there was no one realistically that uh, served up a bad day out from any of the ones that we experienced, mate, and even the others that we uh, um, that we got in on the messages. Everyone was complimentary of all the clubs. Um, there were some good messages there about some trips down to the Central Coast for grounds like Budgiewoy and uh, Wyong and a couple of others. So, um, And then obviously up the valley and different places as well. So... Great to see all the clubs doing a great job. A big thank you to you, mate. I'm sure you'll be um, happily signed on again next year if Beaver Brewery want to extend this competition into 2023. Sounds good to me. All right, Sean. I'll well, be doing I... it anyway. Yeah, exactly right, mate. So at least, <laughs> least you've got a legitimate reason to be doing it, other than just cheering on, cheering on the uh, seahorses. Yeah, professional capacity now. Exactly right, mate. You can claim back on tax, right? Uh, oh, hang on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, a, big, a big thank you again, mate. Good luck to your uni sides this weekend, all three. And, uh, yeah, if you're looking for um, Sean, just find the uh, man propping up the bar at Raymond Terrace. And the good news at Raymond Terrace, mate, before we part, is you're not likely to see too many fights in the crowd because they have to answer to Brooke Roach. Yeah, no one wants to do that. <laughs> Exactly, exactly right, mate. Well, good luck for this weekend. Thanks again for popping on the show again and uh, look forward to catching you around in the next couple of weeks, hopefully over the finals. Cheers, Chris. Have, thanks for having me. Well, that rounds out a, another episode of League Castle. Uh, a big thank you to all of our guests, of course, the ever-present Josh Spiegelman and the Junkyard Skip Statsman's Performers of the Week. Look forward to uh, being able to work with Josh next week to launch our Statsman Performers of the Year Team of the Year. Uh, again, thanks to Junkyard Skips. A big thanks to our other partners as well, Beaver Brewery, who are on board and uh, brought us that uh, great opportunity to award that Club of the Year based on the atmosphere, food and beverages served up at the uh, plethora of quality footy grounds around. So big congratulations to the uh, Clarence Town Stroud Clouds as they are going by this year. Uh, well deserved and they'll be uh, partaking in two slabs of Beaver Brewery's finest uh, at their end of year celebration. So congratulations to them. Also to Shipley Meats at Rutherford. And, of course, Sharp DS Central Coast, a big thank you to them for coming on board this year to bring us all of the uh, ancillary competitions that we cover alongside the uh, Newcastle-based comps, the Central Coast Rugby League and the Group 21. They give us that ability to be able to launch those scoreboards and keep everyone up to date with what's happening in the broader region. Of course, make sure you do stay tuned to our social media this week for the launch of that giveaway prizes from, at this stage, it looks like 11 clubs. Uh, so great opportunities to have 11 prizes to give away to the followers. Uh, League Castle AU on Instagram, League Castle AUS on Facebook. Uh, and give us a uh, review on Facebook and also on your podcast listening platform. That would be greatly appreciated. And, and make sure to give us a share um, with anyone you know who's a local footy fan who might not be across our content yet because we're all about getting that message out there more broadly. And a big thanks to our guests this week um, alongside Josh, Steve Kidd, Royce Jeffrey and Sean Johnson. Uh, again, this show isn't what it is without the um, willing participation of so many guests across the uh, last four seasons and we look forward to it continuing into the future. But most of all, enjoy your finals footy this weekend. 
plenty of cracking matches ahead. Uh, we're heading to the business end of the season and it's really starting to heat up. We look forward to bringing you all the updates from this weekend's action in seven days' time. Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to League Newcastle, Newcastle Hunters, Hunters Rugby League.